Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. DNVR Buffs live coming to you from the DNVR bar on a lovely Friday Damn in the sir. Mile High City. RK and Dre here. Jake has gone full twerkathon twerkation twerk mode yeah um like he said he was going home i thought that meant to see the fam no he's going home home to see the homies yeah home is where the homies are <laughs> as everyone knows as i'm sure you're welcome matt he's probably Holmes like says. three fireballs deep right now i can't i can't even imagine what the fun they have out in new mexico is yeah hopefully knowing what we know about new mexico hopefully it's fireball and not like a number before a ball yep Damn straight. Damn straight. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyways, welcome into the show. Happy Friday, everyone. We're, of course, presented by Game Time. And we are, of course, presented by Game Time. Use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, at Game Time Damn. for fantastic deals on their already fantastic deals. Yeah. Um, UCLA says it's sold out. They're lying. But... It does mean that you have to go to game time to get your tickets because they are too much of cowards to sell more of them your, themselves. Yeah, and if you're local and not going to L.A., maybe you want to be there at Ball Arena for ring night on Tuesday. So many options. Someone asked how the weather is here. This might be like immaculate. The best you thing you could ever have in Colorado. So the, it got cold enough for the leaves to change. So you have all of the beauty yes, of fall right. in yes. Colorado, which... I'm going to probably I'm I'm telling myself that I'm going to get my camera out and go take some pictures because there are some just immaculate views out there right what now. What a weekend for So you hopefully to do I'll that. be able to share some of that for you guys wow. later tonight. Oh I want, my gosh, what a spoiler. But that being said, it's also like 80 degrees. Yeah. So you get the yeah. beauty of fall with the warmth of like really summer. Well, and that summer weather has kept the leaves on the trees because yes. usually we would have had like a hail or a snowstorm by now and half the leaves would be on the <clears> ground <throat> already. Gorgeous. Yes, exactly. So there you go. There's your answer to that. Two things I want to touch on. One, um, <laughs> a, a lot of people, I guess, took issue with my uh, oh, argument gosh. with Matt yesterday. Oh, I just okay. need you guys to know Matt and I have known each other for like over a decade. Yeah, we can civilly argue with each other without anyone feeling disrespected or hurt. That's how Matt prefers it. And that's is just like talking things out. No, like garden feelings. Let's yeah. just talk it out and hash it out. And that's like that should just be good content. Yes, it is. Yes, I thought it is. I thought it was good. Like, I like when we disagree on this show. Yeah. Um, because it makes for a, a more in-depth discussion than just me saying something and you saying, yep, I agree, or vice versa. So Matt and I can disagree and then hug it out afterwards. 
Um, the other thing that I've been wanting to talk about all week that I just I keep forgetting and I, I refuse to let it slide by for another day. Now, we're, we're already a whole week removed from this, so it's late, but I just have to get this off my chest. Okay. I'm going to try and say this nicely. Oh, boy. You aren't very smart. Is that nice? Nicer? Nicer than I could be? You aren't very smart mm -hmm. if you think that Shador Sanders got on his phone at halftime and posted links to his, to his uh, t-shirt shop on his Instagram himself. Mm. Uh, do I have to say anything else? No, no, I think that... That is an that insane narrative out there to think that he actually like went to the locker room, went into his things, got his phone out, and was like, I got to post a link to the shop. Obviously, there are people in charge of those things. Yeah, yep. And honestly, halftime of a game is actually a genius time to be posting that. Yes, of uh, course. Because you know people are engaged, and when do people go on their phone? At halftime. Yeah, um, that's right. So That's right. That was crazy to me. Well, people like to really read into and kind of create their own stories with Coach Prime and Shadur and all yep. these guys. You know, it's it's kind of par for the course at this point. So stupid. Analysis. Let's just put that one to bed entirely. Yeah, there you go. OK. Dre. Yeah, right. There are five games left on the schedule. So fun. As much as the vibes might tell you otherwise. Yeah. The buffs actually have one more than they lost. They are four and three. Four and three. Four and three. Yes, sir. And they have five games remaining, needing to win two to become bowl eligible. That's right. I want to discuss with you a ranking, a top five. Oh, yeah. Of what are the most and I guess also least winnable games. By the way, it's his account. It's his responsibility. That's fine. I have no issue with someone who runs his account posting during the game. Right. The whole Why idea that was that problem? It's, it's not at all. Yeah. It's actually smart business. The Buffs official account is also tweeting during the game. Do we have problems with that? Were they not locked in on the game enough? Exactly. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Top five most winnable games remaining. Let's go reverse order. I don't know if you're ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to flip it and reverse it? I am actually. Okay, least winnable game left on the schedule. What is it? For me, it's heading to Salt Lake and taking on the Utes on Black Friday. Okay, so I agree with you, but it should be noted that Utah's offense is quite underwhelming. They're full on garbage, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the offense is terrible. So... Because it's in Salt Lake and because it's, it's on November twenty fifth. That's the thing. Um, I do believe you are right. Plays into their hand perfectly. Yes. Also, offense might be struggling, but they do have a decent run game. Yes. Um, so I think you're right. That is the least winnable game left. But I don't feel that it is unwinnable. No, it's certainly not. I none of these. The USC game, for example, felt unwinnable going in. None of these remaining five feel unwinnable like that did. Or no. like games of bus from yesteryear of Feldwatch. Obviously, well, we're in a so different So I, I checked out the look-ahead line on UCLA. Uh-huh. The buffs are 15-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. Are they really? That has moved. From? I think it was around 12 when I checked earlier in the week, like when I was on the show with Jake on Monday. That feels more accurate to me. Mm -hmm. um, 15 is a lot. 15 is a lot. 
So what? It's people drinking the haterade right is there. Is the the Utah spread gonna be the biggest one of the year? Well, lot a lot of that is determined on the four games prior. Okay. All right. Also, I just think Colorado. You know, lines are always driven by perception. This Buffs team, as popular as it is, um, as many strong opinions as there are, I think is even more so than most uh, driven by perception, and that's really influencing the lines, you know? Big Teasy said, are we really talking about unwinnable games? This ain't it. Actually, no. We both said that it's not unwinnable. Right. Um, right. Okay. We're just ranking them from most winnable to least. Exactly. Everyone, uh, there has it's to be a exercise. place. Yeah. Everyone says they don't have favorite kids, except for Coach Prime. He's the only honest person out there who says Live they do rankings. have. He does have a favorite kids at, at certain moments. Okay. For what it's worth, I, too, have a favorite kid. Just uh, throwing you that one. out there. Yeah. yeah, well, right, right. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Um. After this, it gets interesting. And I will yeah, say also does. with Utah, yeah, which does. is why I'm going to put this team next. Um, it's a stylistic mismatch yeah. where they're playing smash mouth football. Yeah. Um, and as the weather turns, that makes it an advantage for them, especially at home. We've gone through that. So that's why I have Utah I mean, at number five. It's the worst spot to be in being the team that has to play at Utah the very last game of the schedule. That's not a fun spot. Hopefully won't ever happen again after this year. I know. I know. <coughs> what would be the thanks the Black Friday game in the Big 12? Kansas right? State? Bro, don't oh, they, no, have they have Kansas, Kansas. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma State is probably open. Oklahoma State would be an opening. Um, the new UCF. teams would be an opening. Yeah, UCF. <laughs> well, Orlando on Black Friday? That sounds like a good time, bro. Mm. I've been to Orlando. Orlando changed me. I like Orlando. What What did it change about you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, what it changes my perception of Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, number four is Oregon State on this list <sighs> i get i get exactly why you're gonna say this you know what actually i agree it's neck and neck with oregon state and ucla oh really see i don't you don't i don't see it that way at all no. oh okay but make the case for oregon state then it's the same thing where they have styles make fights exactly styles make fights great point um, I mean, we famously analyzed UCF, U, UFC game. Uh, unfortunately, fights. and I, it's never like this in football where it's one for one. Like, look at what happened against Oregon. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of these teams are as talented as Oregon and Utah um, or Oregon State. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, smash mouth football, Oregon is the toughest team you've played yet. Uh, and that was the toughest result. Um, so those styles from utah and oregon state who are both smash mouth football teams to me just present really big challenges um and you know the defensive line um has left a lot to be desired mm -hmm. and they're going to be tested as much in those two games as they have been all season um so that's that's number four for me now it's at home which i think helps the buffs Absolutely. significantly um, and I mean that that passing game is suspect from the from the Beavers, and as is their their road record. You know they've been they've had some really big wins at home on the road. They they do have their one loss to Wazoo, 
didn't look like world beaters against Cal, who they only beat by 12. So we'll see. Uh, that's going to be a really intriguing matchup. But I agree with you, ultimately. Um, and it sounds like we're going to have a disagreement on the third. Okay, well, really quick. Um, you're being accused of something heinous in the comments. Uh, and I just want to give you a chance to defend yourself. Someone said, oh. wait, isn't that a CSU fan? <laughs> no, I'm not a CSU fan. Why are you saying this? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not a CSU okay. fan. So yeah. I just wanted to go yeah, give you no, a chance I mean, to defend yourself. If you have the, the kind of loyalties that I have to the state of Colorado and all its great college football programs, I will say that, Ryan. My, my, my pride <clears throat> runs deep, and I want us to succeed in all avenues, pro through Division Three, Yeah, I will say this. Uh, Dre is definitely a Buffs fan above all else. I can defend him in that yeah, uh, when yeah. it comes to college football in Colorado. But he's one of those weird people mm -hmm. uh, that wants all of the teams to win. Yeah, I do have that too. <laughs> it's just, I don't have I that know. in me. I know. Um, I know. You know, whether it's the only one that I root for outside of Colorado is Air Force. I feel like it would be like un-American to just actively root against the Air Force. As an American, you got, what about Colorado School of Mines? They're having a moment in D2. You saw the the, the roster pictures? Yeah, yeah. Just up in Golden. I, I keep saying every have year you I'm going to take the kiddo to see. I should. It's a 20-minute drive for me. No, I haven't. I would go. Yeah. Um. What what, is, what did they play this weekend? Are they at home? Oh, check it out. They're like fourth ranked in the country. Right yeah, I know. Um, Western? CSU Pueblo also, like, because they're associated with CSU, yes, yes. I root against them. Wow. Yeah. Western Colorado, my alma mater, uh, 14th in the country right now. There you go. 6-0, yeah. Um, Austin Eckler's uh, alma mater. <laughs> damn straight, damn straight. Okay, anyways, I don't know how we got on that. Oh, right, Thin the person accused The comments, you. the comments. Right, I, right. I am wearing this shirt. In fairness, no one gave me a heads up I was going to be on the shirt. And, you know, it's green and gold, but it's an old school Rapids shirt. Okay. And I've got a hat. That's the state. You know, it's the state it's, sign. So. Big fan of the state. I'm a big fan of the state. <laughs> what can I say, guys? I am. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we are going to disagree on third. The third game. This is the middle game. You have UCLA. Yeah. Explain. It's at UCLA. And this is also a Styles Makes Fights matchup that I'm concerned with. Why? They're, you know, Chip Kelly's built a really strong program over there. Um, their defensive line, probably the best defensive line the Buffs have left on the schedule. Okay. As far as opponents, that concerns me with how the offensive line has played for the Buffs, um, especially as of late. And I think they can run the ball. And, you know, it's a freshman quarterback who's going to be frisky um, and has a ton of talent. I mean, Moore's oh, yeah. really a baller. He's five-star. He is. So I just think that's a really tough matchup, man. I mean, to me, that and Oregon State are neck and neck. Thing is, freshman quarterback, yes. so, you never know what you'll get. So that is why <clears throat> I have this team ahead of UCLA uh, in the rankings as they have a senior quarterback in Cam Ward. Um, yeah. And... Yeah. The other thing is the second that they put Colorado at Washington State on the schedule on a Friday night in mid-slash-late November. The Friday part is tough. I instantly cringed <clears throat> because, honestly, Pullman-Washington just feel You know how, like, you'll tune into, like, a San yeah. Francisco Giants game in July and everyone's wearing hoodies and jackets? And you're like, yep. what is going on there? Yeah, That's like Pullman. 
so it's already cold. It's just one of those places where it's like never the, the weather's never that good. And late November on a Friday night at 8:30, 7:30 local time, I guess. It's going to be just I just know it's going to be gnarly. I'm praying that like somehow it's like 60 degrees and calm, but yeah. that seems so unlikely. It's going to or maybe uh, 60 is really wishful. 50 degrees and calm. But I just have a feeling it's going to be like 32 degrees and raining sideways. Um, and that just I'd much rather play in the friendly confines of the Rose Bowl where it's going to be 80 degrees uh, and there's going to be a bunch of, you know, L.A. elites there uh, just to watch rather than making it a home crowd. Yeah, exactly. It's also a bit of a business trip. I want like are our guys too popular in L.A. is my concern. The people in that game, the people that go to that game for that are UCLA fans are going to be like rolling off of LACC 18th hole right before they head over to the Rose right. Bowl. Um, whereas in Pullman, like those are real college football fans. But isn't it better for our guys team to be teamed together in Pullman? Isn't that a location that leads to more team bonding than LA is? No. No. <laughs> no, I think the, the pro buffs crowd is a positive thing in LA. No, the, the crowd is. Yes. The off-field distractions while spending time in SoCal there's no prior. Such, honestly, there's no such thing as off-field distractions on a college football road trip. Fair enough. Like, Fair you, enough. there's no time. You pull up on Friday. You go to the team hotel. You eat dinner. You go to meetings. You go to bed. You wake up. There's team events all day. You go to the game. I'm glad you say that. My argument against the Cougs, they've lost two games in a row. I think we got really hyped for, for their non-conference, though it turns out they beat CSU, Northern Colorado, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin might just be Bad. ass, as the kids say. Weren't they ranked last week when when Iowa beat them? Yeah. So it took them the nation classic, this though. long to figure out they were frauds? They beat Oregon State at home by three, and so maybe we thought they were way better, but they've lost two in a row. Cam Ward kind of did this last year. We got a lot of buzz early in the year. And then fell off a cliff, lost me a bet on Wazoo <laughs> against Oregon that I'll never forget. You're holding on to that. Yeah, I am. Um, so I don't know. If we get second half of the season Cam Ward uh, in that, that game in Pullman on a Friday night, I think that's pretty stinking winnable. And also, styles make fights. Offensively, their style, style doesn't concern me. Defensively, they'd have a pretty good defensive line. That does concern me. Cam Ward right now, four, 147 of 211 for 1,779 yards, 14 touchdowns, and three interceptions. It's, it's solid. It's solid. <laughs> That's more than solid. Um, a lot of pattiness stats against Colorado. But schools. anyways, for me, it's the weather that, that flips this one for me. Like, I'd just yeah, rather fair, play in the fair. Rose Bowl. Um, the, <clears throat> like... I'll tell you guys right now, 67,000, 75,000. I don't care how many tarps they take off. That crowd will be weak. There's no such thing as real UCLA fans. No, these are just LA people who need something to do that night. No, no. Um, So I am ranking that. What do we do here? We're, we're in disagreement. We haven't been able to move each other around here. Yeah, um, I guess we don't have to make a graphic, so we can just yeah. Disagree. That's right. That's um, right. So then you would put Washington State second most winnable, and I would put UCLA second most winnable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And honestly, if it wasn't the Pullman on a Friday at 8.30 factor, roster-wise, I think I think Arizona's a tougher opponent than Wazoo right now. Nelly wants you to explain your phrase, Styles makes fights. Oh, Styles makes fights is an old... Uh, boxing. It's an old boxing analogy. Uh, styles make fights. You know, there's a... It's almost like a, ra a rock, paper, scissors of sorts, right? Like, there's going to be some opponents that you're weak against the run. They're really good against the run. That's going to play right into the team that's good against the run strength. Um, in boxing or UFC, when we'd analyze, we love, we love someone who's a great boxer at close distance. Well, that guy, once he, he finds the kickboxer who can keep you at bay at range, he's in real trouble because mm. you've just taken away all his ability to really make damage. While that kickboxer might really struggle against a grappler, someone who's a great wrestler, who as soon as that kick comes in, grabs you and takes you to the ground, all of a sudden all that work you could do at a distance makes no difference to him because he's got you, he's, he's got you in a corner uh, in the phone booth and he's working you on the ground. So that's what Styles Make well, Fights is all about. One thing about Dre, man, he can analyze every sport. It's so awesome. I love this stuff. Um, I love it, man. Okay. Uh, so that leaves one game. We both have it. Arizona at home, November 11th, is the most winnable game remaining on the schedule. Yeah. And again, if we were just ranking raw opponents, not factoring in home field and all that, I think Arizona, I like Arizona better than at least one of these teams, Wazoo, and I could make an argument that I like Arizona better than Oregon State or Utah right now. So Arizona just, like, pulled a quarterback out of their ass, uh, Noah Fafita. Yeah. And in an egregious ranking of the top 10 quarterbacks in the nation this week that 24-7 uh, Sports put out, and I call it egregious because it didn't have Shador Sanders on it. Um, so take that for what you will. Yeah, yeah. But they did have Noah Fafita as the seventh best quarterback in the country right now. Wow, that is bold. Um, but yeah, freshman. It was like a power ranking, so I guess you have to frame it in that way. But Freshman Noah Fafita, um, he really showed us something there. He's in had at least two starts, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's <laughs> it's been three consecutive okay. games he's gotten considerable playing time and in those three games they whooped wazoo on the road 44 to 6 mm -hmm. just talked up how hard it is to play in pullman they barely lost to usc at uh in la in triple overtime yep. where he threw for five touchdowns and then they lost to washington by just a touchdown they hosted the huskies so you know some formidable opponents and they really look good against all three with Fafita at the helm. Um, now, uh, their coach, why am I blanking on this? Jed Fish. Oh, yeah. Has remained, I don't know what he said this week, but uh -huh. every week before this week, he has kept saying when Jaden Delora is healthy, he is our quarterback. Can he stick with that as Fafita in three games has 946 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Fafita's earning his stripes every start. I tell you what, if he... We'll see who plays on the 28th against Oregon State. That's, That's going to be a big one for him. They put up 44 points last week. He didn't throw a touchdown. Yeah, weird, huh? That is super weird. Yeah. Um, so that means he threw eight touchdowns in two games. <laughs> yeah. 
against Washington and USC. Yeah, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a double-edged sword, Dre. I think every game is winnable, and every game is also tough. Welcome to the Pac-12 in 2023. It's beautiful. It's glorious. Anything can happen. And home field has been such a determining factor in all of these matchups. And that's where, you know, our toughest matchups were really based on uh, having to go to Pullman, having to go to Salt Lake and how tough those settings can be. Yep. And credit to those programs. They have built, well, not Pullman, um, but to Utah, like they built themselves for their environment. Um, they know that it's going to be cold and tough out there. Yeah. It's going to be frozen tundra uh, when the season gets late and they're built to play in those games. Um, why don't you tell us about that soda you're drinking, Dre? Yeah, this right here is an Olipop. Everyone loves just having a little can to drink. You know, Brandon, when I shared an office with him, he'd always be popping a can and I just, it's like Pavlovian. You want something, right? <laughs> But you don't want to be working yourself to an early grave and uh, working up your ticker with all the sugar you're putting in yourself. Olipop has you covered on that end. It's a new kind of soda. It's very tasty. I can't believe, like, when I heard this was supposed to be low sugar, I expected to taste this and it tastes like a, a seltzer water, or have a bit of a, like, diet soda uh, vibe to it. Not at all. In fact, you could fool me. It tastes like uh, tastes like one of those artisanal sodas you'll get. Um, you know, so tasty, so nice. This is a little cherry vanilla I've got here. Uh, on the back, it, 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 it describes it as almost cherry pie. It tastes like cherry pie. It's nice. Nice little break for Jeez, you. Use that code DMVR20 uh, <laughs> for 20% off on your next Olipop order. On drinkolipop.com, Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Check them out. They've got a great variety. Uh, this is the first one I'm trying. I can't wait to try the cream soda, their lemon lime, their grape. Cream soda has been getting good reviews around the office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, a shout out to Hero Bread, another one of... Uh those alternatives out there if you're looking to stay on the healthier side of things. Uh, low carb, low sugar bread. Uh, I had some pasta the other night. Mm. Um, so I wasn't going low carb on that, but no. I, I really wanted to try um, my hero bread. So I took a slice, buttered it up, you know, dipped it in the sauce. Fire. Um, it was legitimately tasty. Um, <clears throat> soon here, soon enough, I'll be back on my keto grind, Whew. cutting some weight. And yeah. I'm for excited for Hero Bread because not only do they have bread, they also have tortillas, wraps, uh, all sorts of options for you. Low that would carb. work for you on the diet? It's, it's no carb. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Whoa. So, you know, usually when I'm on keto, like something I crave more than anything is just like a sandwich, just a turkey sandwich with cheese. Boom. Hero Bread there to save you. Beautiful. Uh, so check them out uh, and get you some Hero Bread. Get on it. All right, Trey, you wanted to talk a little bit about like what we're watching for in the Pac-12 this week. What do you want to see? Um, you alluded to it maybe a little bit there when we were talking about Washington State and maybe what you're hoping is in store for them. Yes. But I'm going to let you lead this segment because I felt like you had a better idea of what you want to see from the Pac-12 this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, buffs are on by. 
you know, how are you going to tune in? What are you going to watch for? Um, and I think there's a lot of ways to where after this week, going into UCLA week, we could be feeling a lot better about the five remaining games on the schedule. Do you want to go team by team on this? In order of how they are on the schedule? We could do it that way. I mean, there's four Pac-12 games this weekend, so it's fair enough. Uh, fair enough. It's yeah, however there are, you want to there take. are some buys on the schedule as well for some of these common opponents the Buffs have. Um, yeah, we can approach it that way. Let's do it. Start with UCLA Stanford. A week out from that game, what do you want to see from the Bruins to make you feel better? On yeah. the Monday pod previewing that. So game. Matt was asking this yesterday, like, who are you rooting for? I think I think it was Matt who said that. Um, and to me, it's like you want UCLA to win uh, because you one you want you the, I want them to stay ranked. Um, uh -huh. Two, uh -huh. you don't want them soul searching right before they play you, right? You you, you know, saying, hey, we got to get all this fixed. This out yes. the same place that CU yes. is right now. You don't want them yes. to be there too. So you want them to be comfortable yeah i'll be honest i want to see you stanford put up a fight big time i mean that would make you feel better just in general with how last week went like i said yesterday well. on the show stanford changed their entire identity in the second half um yeah and point. i'm hoping that they come out with that against ucla and and it is um it is proven that they actually found something mm-hmm um, they spread it out a lot more. Right. They got out of 12 personnel. Um, they blitzed yeah. a lot more on defense. I right. mean, all of the things like they didn't do any of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any of that stuff in the first half. And then they just came out and said, okay, well, screw it. Let's just try all this stuff. So I'd like to see them be able to move the ball a little bit on UCLA uh, and have it not just be like, oh, they kind of caught us off guard uh, right. and right. were able to have success. Like they're actually better team in this style. Look, I mean, and for the Bruins, this is kind of a must win. If they were somehow to lose to Stanford, that would be uh, three losses in their last four. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you want to see them in that spot. And you want to see Dante Moore keep on looking like a freshman. Some of his flashes have been really exciting, but this is also a kid who's got a 10 to 7 touchdown to interception ratio. Yep. His QBR is 37.8. 112th in the country. Yep. So you do not want him to turn the corner like the Stanford quarterback did halfway in that game. You want to see him still look like a freshman, still have those freshman mistakes, still struggle. Uh, that feels like a big one going into this week. Absolutely. Okay, what's next? Let's go Utah at USC. <sighs> do you want to see in this one? Um... <clears throat> I think I want to see USC win. Yep. I think yep. I do. Uh, now, this is going to be the ultimate test for, like, the Caleb Williams hype train will go off the rails if he looks like he did last week. And he's going to be facing similar challenges in terms of the best fronts that he's faced all season, back-to-back oh, yeah. -back games. Yeah. Um, so, almost from, like, a Bronco standpoint a little bit, <laughs> I want to see Caleb Williams play well. Um, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I want Utah. Like we just said, Utah at Utah last game of the season is the toughest game. I kind of hope that we change our mind by that by the end of this and just say, yeah. you know what, Utah. Yeah. If you're able, they're they're one dimensional. 
Uh, and, you know, if USC can do it with their defense, uh, which is obviously not the best, then, you know, we can do it too. Right. You want to see Utah keep struggling? I mean, the jury's still out on Utah. Are they a good team, or did they just happen to be a UCLA team that the jury's kind of out on, you know, because the rest of their schedule... Florida is nothing. Right, that Florida win doesn't look great. The Baylor wins, like, whatever. Um, and out after that, they've lost to Oregon State, and they beat Cal. So, yeah, Utah might just be extremely average. I would love for that to show up and, on know, Saturday. The, the theme of the day is styles make fights. If USC can beat Utah, Colorado can beat Utah. Damn straight. Well done. Well said. Washington State at Oregon. I think you want to see Oregon absolutely kill them. I I just hate Dan Lanning too yeah, much. Yeah, no, Dan Lanning's <laughs> not a fan. Definitely. It was great is seeing it, him be like the have a large role responsibility in, them, yes. in that L last Totally. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um is it because he's been like so smug towards Colorado that I hate his face or does he have a really hateable face? Uh, so hard to say. <laughs> it's so hard to say. It's a real chicken and egg thing. I'm pretty sure he has an extremely face hateable feels face. Really hateable. <laughs> I know. I also like, there's something about that whole Kirby Georgia staff that doesn't give me like great vibes in general. Really? Yeah. I just can't stand Dan Lanning. So Yes, if Oregon beats them by 30, it'll make you feel better about that matchup. But also, I'll just, I'll be fine if Oregon loses and, and their, their whole season is over. The big takeaway is you want to see basically Cam Ward do what I was alluding to in the last segment <clears throat> yeah. and look like second half of the season Cam Ward and us starting to get psyched up to where like, man, Cam Ward, he's just a name, but he's not like some great college quarterback actually very average and can lose you as many games as he'll win you i'm letting my personal feelings get too involved here because i really like cam ward no he's good <laughs> he's lots of fun like when he cam was, ward is on he was he's super great. cool to us at the pac 12 media days he like nah, he's, he's friends with shador, shador. Yep. i forgot about that yeah i'll always think about him when incarnate ward comes up yes for the rest of my life cam yes. ward you'll will call be the him guy incarnate think. ward yeah, from well, now on. i will actually when i first learned that i was like wait what <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, the last matchup here. Yeah. Completely irrelevant. Doesn't have much buffs. Yeah. Connections. When I guess you'd like to see Arizona state beat Washington. I guess. Oh, Is there no, a smidge of PAC 12 pride in you that you want the, you want to see the Huskies make it all the way to the final four and represent the conference, the conference of champions. I guess because that has a monetary b uh, bonus for Colorado. Oh, wow. Yep. That's great. If someone in your conference makes this college football playoff, you get paid. So Boom. we'll take the cash. I yeah, guess we we'll root for Washington. We kind of have flipped on Kenny Dillingham. If you remember, we didn't we didn't really like Kenny Dillingham when he uh -huh. first got hired. Um, now? And I think it's mostly we just didn't like Anthony Totry at, at PHNX Sun Devils. <laughs> and that made us not like uh, Kenny Dillingham. Um, wow. But Kenny Dillingham was like super complimentary of Coach Prime. Yeah. Coach yeah. Prime threw the praise right back on him. Yep, he seems to uh, get it. We left on good terms with uh, with Kenny. So I wouldn't mind if they beat Washington, but it actually does hurt CU 
from a monetary standpoint if yeah. no Pac-12 team makes the college football playoff this year. So I guess we'll pull for Washington. There you go. Love it. What do you feel? Penix, big Penix guys. Well, I was just going to say, how, how do you feel about Michael Penix as a NFL prospect? Love him. He's got a cannon. He has a cannon. He's got a cannon. Best deep He's ball in college football, I think. Incredibly accurate. Yeah. He also has two torn ACLs and he's 24 years old. I know. He's got that thing, though, where it's like Indiana football had never been what Indiana football was that one year where Penix was just launching it to Fryfogel <laughs> every single week. Penix to Fryfogel, the Hoosiers were were unstoppable. That season. Wasn't Penix wearing some crazy number? Yeah, I think he was. He's like yep. wearing like number 21 yep. or something at quarterback. Yep. Um, so, no, I think he'll be in the mix to be a top 15 pick. But, yeah, those two factors will, uh, will hinder him. Now, getting through this one season completely healthy, taking Washington to, like, the playoffs, I think would do wonders for a stock. Those wide receivers are crazy. Romo Dunze is like nuts. Yeah. I have to check his size after every highlight I see because it's like, how is this dude 6'3, 217? I need to go back and I assume it's one of my, you know, like the USC fans doing the O for Coach O. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a, an amnesia memory, Isn't you there know. A word for that? There's like some effect where you think something happened that didn't. Well, there's that reply all of the guy who remembered the song. <laughs> yes. and I'm like, I feel like it's all connected to that. Really quick. My brain wants to take a letter from Romo Dunze's last name and put it on his first name. Yeah. So my brain so badly wants to call him Romeo Dunze. Yes. Yes. I think it's yes. because of Romeo Dubs. The oh, Nevada wide sense. receiver. That makes sense. Yes. And yes. my brain just refuses to let that O live on the last name. Anyways. Great stuff. Uh, Washington's really fun to watch. I'm, I'm a big Penix fan. I'm worried that the medicals are going to hurt his draft stock. That comeback. Legendary. That final drive. What a stud. He And then like he's freestyling Dude, on the sidelines. I mean, yeah, that shit was epic. It was like Drew Locke, but actually cool. Yes. <laughs> the other like actually Drew Locke was cool in the moment, but then he became bad and it, it became uncool. Like if you take this too far, it becomes a stupid way to analyze quarterbacks and you can take it too far. But I do think there's something to these quarterbacks who are able to achieve unprecedented or the kind of success at their program that no other quarterback had achieved for like 20 plus years. Think of Mahomes at Texas Tech. Think of Josh Allen at Wyoming. Um, there's a lot of examples. Brock Purdy at Iowa State, a guy who I overlook severely. Shadur Sanders would be a good example mm -hmm. of that at Colorado. Penix has now done that both at Indiana and Washington. Yeah, Washington did have Jake Browning. They did have downtown Browntown. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, someone in the comments said he wore nine at Indiana. So it must have been a different Indiana quarterback who yeah, was wearing some yeah, wild yeah, yeah. number. Yep. Okay. Maybe uh, you thought Fry Fogel. Before we move on, another shout out to Game Time presenting sponsor Time. of this show. <clears throat> BUFFS. That is code BUFFS for $15 off. Ooh. Or is it $20 off? I guess you'll have to use it and find out. Uh, it's for $20, $20 off. $20 off. So let's, uh, let's have a little check. Let's go on to Game Time, see how things are looking uh, at the Rose Bowl next week. Which, by the way, Rose Bowl, pretty lame stadium. Yeah. Great yeah. venue. Does that make sense? 
Uh, great setting. Great, great setting. Great setting. Great setting. Terrible. Lame stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just have to put that out there because it's like in this beautiful little valley, and there's a golf right. course next to it, and Pasadena. the mountains. Yeah. And Pasadena is beautiful. The the stadium itself. The Rose sucks. Bowl parade. Everyone's told me about the Rose Bowl parade. Yes, of course. You big parade guy. So you can get in right now. Uh, let's get a little flash deal here. Ninety-seven bucks. You can get into the Rose Bowl what next week. What a steal. You're not going to... You'll seldom find a cheaper Buffs game all season. You will not. Uh, and guess what? 20 bucks off with code B-U-F-F-S. Buffs. That gets you down to 77 bucks to get into the game. Row nice. 52, section 23. That's good stuff right there. Beautiful. Uh, so Ryan. use the code game time. Beautiful. Use the code Buffs at game time to get your tickets to the UCLA game, which is erroneously sold out. Yep. And a big shout out to our dear friends at Snarfs. They make a mean, mean sandwich. <laughs> I have gone to Snarfs for many years. Just up the street, there's a Snarfs from us. It's not too far from where I used to live, where I proposed to Kate. Aww. And we would stop at Snarfs on a weekly basis used to be a blt guy <laughs> i've dabbled a lot in a snarfs glizzy love their french dip you can't go wrong with a good french but dip. their their hot dog if you don't know what a oh, glizzy is geez of course right sorry um, there that is not like a hot dog like normal it, it's a it's on a sub it's on a sub roll yeah no it's amazing that's how you should do it that's how like an italian hot dog vendor would do it they'd put it on proper bread for you and that's how snarf does it their bread is where it all starts it's elite um you know guys like big market d-line walk into snarfs that people recognize them i mean they are part of our community and they make delicious sandwiches it's just outstanding and of course come to a dmvr broncos tailgate where snarfs has you covered they provide sandwiches left and right They'll have like four boxes there. There's uh there's more more snarf sandwiches than you know what to do with. Snarf burger, I've heard insane things about it. Yep. Look them up. Find a snarfs near you, check them out, and uh yeah, tell them we sent you. <laughs> Joey says Andre's face lights up when talking soda and subs. LOL. Well done, sir. I mean, what, what can you say? He's an Italian man. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I do trust your take on, on Italian foods. And Snarf's Italian sandwich is also very legit. That's another great one. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> Kate used to get a vegetarian of sorts, and that was good. Yep. Uh, they have like a prime rib, French dip. Bro, the prime rib is actually bomb. I've yes. had that before. Yes, it and is. And, you know, if you're like Kate from Chicago, they've got that jardiniere stuff you can put on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I put that on. I get double. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of your palate spicy yeah like <laughs> things that were in vinegar and spicy yeah you're like add stuff to it i'm like oh no three ingredients that's what i want ryan's like how about four sauces to add that's to true and you actually have shown me the light like one time you brought me a sandwich that was literally just bread butter and a meat and i thought that sounded fucked up and no. then i had it and it was good <laughs> Boom. For that me, I'm like, all right, give me three different meats, two different cheeses, spicy peppers, and then a hot sauce to dip it in. Yep, that's exactly right. That's, that's where we differ. That's okay. where we differ. Third segment here. 
DNVR Buffs Live presented by Game Time. And I have an interesting exercise I want to go through with you. Yeah. So I want to see what you think is the core of this team moving forward. Uh-huh. And then I want to tie a bow on that by saying, who is someone that is not yet a part of that? That by the end of this season, we will say, oh, yeah, they are a part of the core. And what I mean by the core is who are you building around for next year? Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, while Zay Weaver might be the third best player on the team right now, mm -hmm. he's one and done. So he he's doesn't qualify for this conversation, even though he's absolutely part of this year's core. Yeah. I'm more interested in saying, OK, as we move forward, we're going to say, look, the transfer portal is going to be just hot for Colorado this offseason. Yeah. Who definitely doesn't need to be replaced, I guess, is one way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Who are the people that I don't want to put it that way. Who are the people that you're building around? You're saying, hey, look, we need to put these pieces involved. For example, obviously, you need to improve the offensive line because of Shador, right? Yep. You're trying to yep. accentuate the pieces yes. that you already have. Yes. Absolutely. So let's start with who is in it right now with the obvious Shador and Travis are the very nucleus of, of what we're talking about. Damn here. straight. Um, I think to a slightly lesser extent, you could uh, uh, enter Dylan Edwards into that. Okay. I'm in, I'm in on having, he Dylan feels there. like very much should be in that core part of it established. Okay. After that, Jimmy. So Jimmy, I, I, that's an interesting one. Um, Jimmy Horn, of course, wide receiver, number five. I, I think he is. I um, think so too, but I, I understand your hesitation. And I will say in these final five games, I think we need to see a bit more from Jimmy a bit more consistently. So Jimmy has 436 receiving yards and four touchdowns. In six games, which is averaging about to what? 80 yards a game? Yeah, I mean, just slightly under that, but yeah. Um, he's produced... 416, you said, right? Yeah, uh, 436. He has produced, I think... I think you've... Yeah, 72 yards per game. Okay, so he's putting up 72 yards a game and a little under a touchdown a game. Yeah. From a slot. That's pretty damn good. Well, how valuable he's in the return game. And I mean, just the speed factor that he is. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's part of that core. And just so you guys know, this isn't a discussion on whether they should stay or they should go. This yeah. is are you part of the actual nucleus of the team that you're trying to say, OK, that essentially these guys are locked in. The only thing I'll say about this is that wide receiver is just going to be such an easy place for Colorado to get players for, especially mm. the the Zay Weaver of this year. Who's the guy who has one more year left? Um, who's the kid at Florida State? Keon Coleman? Yeah. Like, who's the Keon Coleman who yeah. is looking to go shine with someone? Like, everyone will want to come play one year with Shador. Um, but yeah, that being said, enough, I love enough. Jimmy. He's producing at a high level. You could get more from him, but I just want to say 75 yards and – essentially uh three quarters of a touchdown a game yeah is really good production from a slot not yep. to mention like you said he's good in the return game um so i'll put him in i want to put him in love it defensively are there any guys that really stand out as core guys because to me it feels like a lot of these guys are additions to 
that can strive to be additions to the core, but maybe aren't core guys right now. Okay, I'm going to say that Shiloh is part yep. of the core. Um, he has one more year of eligibility Try. after this. Um, so that's huge because that does count. That is huge, and he will be starting. Uh, and when he's out there, he makes plays. He's part of the core for me. Um, Omari and Cooper, to me, is part of the core. Uh, Already? Yes. He had a rough... I'm not even going to call it a rough game. He had a rough 10-minute stretch in last game. Um, it got him benched. And that, I think, brings up doubts for some people. Um, not for me. Uh, he has been extremely solid all year long. Now, that being said, Travis starting next year. Does Cormani take that leap forward? Is there someone else who right. comes in? Right. He's at, he, Just like I said about wide receiver with the Shador effect. Yep. It's the prime effect at corner yeah. where if you have a stud corner at, I don't know, Arkansas. Yeah. He has one year left and he's going to grad transfer. Like he would transfer to Colorado. Yeah, for um, sure. For so sure. it's going to be hard hard for guys like this to hold on to their spots, but I really like Omari and Cooper. I do too. I'm actually a big fan of Omari and Cooper. I'm glad you say that because that is how I feel um, as well. And, you know, I mean, cornerback is cornerback, right? Like that's part of the deal is uh, you're going you're gonna to lose some. Guys are going to beat you from time to time. So that's the big thing there. Um, yeah, I'm in on I'm in Omarion. Might be in on two Omar Omarians. <clears throat> we can go back to Omarion uh, Miller here in a second. Um, I am going to throw one in here, and because I believe we use the term foxhole guy. Mm-hmm. Like, when things get tough, this is a guy you want in your corner. Yeah. I'm putting Cam Silman Craig in there. Dude, 100%. He, I think he's going to be one of those players who's who's not going to be the most talented player in his position group, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't matter. He's going to play. Um, he was hurt last week, and I think you missed his edge on the field uh, when things started to spiral a little bit. So... Uh, I'm putting Cam in there, and it's a little different than pretty much all of the other guys. It's Cam is in there because he's going to be a senior next year, yeah. And you're going to put him on the field because he because of who he is and what he brings. I like that. I like that. I've I love the way he plays. Yep, me too. Love his tackling in space. He's awesome. Okay, is there anyone else on the defensive side of the ball that you say this guy has locked in his spot in the core? and is going to be a big part of the plans moving forward. I'm starting to feel like that about Roderick Ward, but I don't think Roderick necessarily. He hasn't had enough. Someone who can't come back, right? Because I think oh, he's yeah. a, I think he uh, is a grad, grad transfer. transfer. And the fact that, yeah, we haven't necessarily seen it um, so far in, in seven games, right? He's only played, he played like a couple. Two and a half. Yeah. So I think the jury's still out on that. Um, Trevor Woods has played really well. He's had a couple bad spots as well. Yeah. He's right on the edge for me, but I'm going to say that he is not. No, I think he needs to prove a little more, and there's a lot of competition there at safety. I mean, exactly. we've named four. Exactly. Um, and so it's like to me, 
he's not someone that you're looking at and saying we don't need a replacement there or right. we don't we shouldn't be looking at it's going to be i hate saying we don't need a replacement you're not looking at him saying it's going to be incredibly difficult to find a better option right i think you can yeah um okay defensively i think that's it though so is there anyone else you're adding cormani mclean is someone you would hope to be there but he's not he's, he's exactly he's not. the kind of tier you'd look at for guys you're hoping in five games that you feel like oh yeah he is in that core going forward alton mccaskill another guy you're hoping for there's yeah. no way you could say it right now yeah yep. um michael harrison no um you know you'll probably be looking for a six five you know 250 pound tight end in the in the portal yeah um o-line i don't think there's anyone you're ready to van wells i will say van wells <laughs> van wells thank you for bringing up o-line because i was it's looking a at a one. stat sheet and <laughs> o-line don't pop up on the no, stat sheet uh i am going to say van wells is in the core okay i like it especially because quarterback center chemistry is something that you want to build on yeah yeah uh, and the biggest thing I can say about Van Wells, which is something I brought up yesterday, is the way that his teammates talked about him when he was gone. He misses the CSU game, and no one was afraid to talk about how much they missed him. Yeah. It says a lot about him. Yeah, for sure. Mata? Wow. Wow. How can I say no? Dude's stone cold. Yep. Love the kid, man. He got, you know, a little bit of uh, flack for missing that field goal at the end of the first half. It was a bad snap. Yeah. It was a bad snap. Yeah. Okay. I think we have established who is in it for now. I think so um, as well. Luis says Tyler Brown. <clears throat> no one loves Tyler Brown as much as me. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to put him in there yep. just because he hasn't played. That's right. Um, so, uh I absolutely would put him as a candidate to enter uh, next year. Uh, and he was, I was told he will still have two years to play starting next year. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he would absolutely have an opportunity to get in there. But if we, if we say someone um, like Rod Ward, or he wasn't a good example, but some of these other guys like Omarion Miller. He's a the guy only, you'd hope to see. The only added. case you could make, you know, you, you would make the case that we just haven't seen it enough yet. Right. The same thing would be said for Tyler. Right. Absolutely. And we did um, put Dylan in there. Smuggles. Tervaris Dawson, I think, is another guy you'd like to see added. No. I mean, I've seen no, nice you, flashes. You, you'd like it for sure. Um, yeah. It's been interesting. His usage has been really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, Dre, the bow that we're tying on this is who's next? By the end of the season, we will be saying this person is in this core and they're going to be a part of it for the foreseeable future. Yeah. You want me to go first? Omarion Miller. Yeah. Um, he has, you know, Travis actually talked about this in one of his 12 talks videos. Um, he compared some of the issues that he was having in the beginning of the season to Cormani. Um, and obviously Cormani's adjustments have been much more well documented because yeah. coach prime gets asked about it every week but omari and miller is not a guy who the reporters are coming and saying why isn't he playing why isn't right. he playing because the receivers are great but uh travis just essentially said like he was having some maturity issues at the beginning of the season 
He comes in and against USC, clearly shows that he's built for this level, yeah. uh, and he's going to make big plays at this level. Unfortunately, um, the last two games have been a little more quiet for him. Mm -hmm. That is freshman, right? Yeah. Dylan Edwards had over 100 receiving yards yeah. in the first game of the season. Yeah. He had four touchdowns in the first game of the right. season. We haven't seen that level of production for him since, but we know it's there. We've seen him do it at this level. Yeah. Omarion Miller, I'm going to say, has at least two more big games before all That'd is be said amazing. and done. And because of that, we're saying, okay, well, he is going to step in for Zay next year um, and take mm -hmm. over that X wide receiver position. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy you'd like to see added, much like Cormani McLean is on the defensive side. If in five games you have that answer, yeah. that'd be huge. Um, DCB asks, why exclude Bishop? Yeah. I love Bishop. Bishop's great. He's another guy who I think is exactly in the category of you'd love to five games from now feel like, oh, yeah, Bishop Thomas, big time factor into this future core. I don't think he's done enough to be a set and forget guy who's in there right now, though. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and like I said, I would, I would like from a personality standpoint and from a locker room guy standpoint, he's absolutely... Uh, you know, like he's not, he, he's going to be part of this team, of course. Uh, and he's still very young. I yeah. think it's so easy to forget that these transfers, it almost feels like everyone's a grad transfer, right? Right. right. Well, he was a freshman last year. Yep. Um, and he redshirted. So he's a redshirt freshman. He's absolutely um, a part of the plans. Yeah. But I don't think he's made enough plays on the field to call him a part of the core yet. I agree completely. Anyone else in that range that we're forgetting? Mm. You know, I'm a breed love guy, for example. No, he's not in there. Yeah. Okay, so I put mine. Who's up, who are you putting up next? To join. So you did Miller. Miller is my prediction for he will join the core by the end of the season. Hmm. You know, I'm going to go... Alton McCaskill. Ooh, they're yeah. going to love that one. Yeah. People are going to love that one. I'm going to go with Alton. Uh, he was just incredible at Houston. I think by week, see how the offense can find a little more balance and try to get Alton really cooking. Uh, you know, and running at Houston, that wasn't a ground and pound offense. There's a lot of running out of like more spread looks and what have you. I think he'll be able to to find his fit in this offense and hopefully by the end of the year, maybe have a big game or two in one of those style make fights uh, matchups and all of a sudden be able to flip that kind of a matchup. So, yeah. I'll let you go another one if you want. Cormani's the guy you hope. Okay. It's a tough prediction. You want to plant your flag? I'll plant my flag. Let's right. go Cormani. Cormani to join the core. Uh, let me say this. I'm confident that Cormani is going to get his opportunity. Um, he, the staff is essentially putting the ball in Cormani's court uh, and saying, hey, look, we are going to give you more responsibility and you're going to have to prove to us that you can handle it. Uh, and I believe in Cormani. Um, you know, I think that it's so easy for people to criticize 
how a a young man, uh, and you know, uh, uh, some people would say a kid. I'm gonna say a young man handles so much transition in their life. Yeah. Um, the first time being away, f away from your family this far, the first time really having to handle all of your responsibilities yourself, mm -hmm. um, the first time having to approach football like a job. Yep. You know, like yep. uh, the NCAA would hate that I said that, but it's true. These guys are working a full-time job, no and doubt. it's football. No doubt. Uh, and for him, he's so naturally talented that it just ha he hasn't had to do that before. Right. And so I think it's egregious to give up on a guy six months into, if he's even that far into it yet. I don't even think he is. Four months into that transition and say, oh, yeah, he's just not there. He's, he's immature. He's... He can't handle the, mm -hmm. the, the lights at this level, blah, blah, blah. So I think that at some point between now and the end of the season, that all of that is going to click for him. Um, and we're, we're, so hope. I agree with you. Um, he is going to be a part of this by the end. You got one more? I am going to... I want to just make sure I'm not missing anyone that's a little bit more of a gamble. Mm. I think like this, is a, this is a this is a yeah. Cormani is is a is a, a little bit more of a gamble, even though he obviously has the talent. Yeah, this is a little bit of a safer pick, but I think as he gets to play more, um, he's going to make more plays. Nope. Eh, okay, I'll do it. Miles Slusher. Slushy boy, huh? But it's also at that position where there's just so much competition and i think defensive backs are going to be an easy position to recruit so that's going to be tough um so i'm actually flipping my answer i'm going to say that bishop is the guy who cracks it wow they so desperately need a defensive lineman to make an impact they really do man and from a talent standpoint i think bishop is is built for it chat's talking about amari mcneil a little bit too which is interesting I think Carter Studmeyer. Yep. Last week, you know, I know that second half was rough and very impressive as a freshman. In fact, if we if you didn't have that second half, we probably were talking about him as one of the core already. Yeah. If if you closed your eyes and took that game out, yeah, then you'd put him in there. Yeah. And what so do we just talk about, freshman? You know, yeah. like yeah. if you're an offensive freshman and you have a bad game. That might just look like you didn't put up stats. If you're a defensive right. freshman and you have a bad game, you get exposed, right? Right. Um, so freshmen are going to have good games and bad games. I think Carter Stoutmeyer is a great answer for this. Uh, and you're buying Carter stock low right now, which I appreciate. There's a lot of people who are like out on Carter Stoutmeyer. I'm like, dude, Can't we're seven games into his freshman season, and he hasn't played all of them. But every one of them that he played but one, he was good in. Yeah. So it's way 100%. too early to pull the plug um, 100%. Um, with that one. But I think, look, there has not, we have not walked away from a game this season saying this defensive lineman played great today. A couple pass rushers, you know, I think uh, against Nebraska, the pass rush played well. Yeah. But I'm talking about interior defensive linemen. We have not said huge game from this guy, huge game from right. that guy. Right. We need it badly. I think we get one or two from Bishop before the end of the season. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. No doubt. Okay. What else we got? 
Breck Brewery Broncos country? Let's go. Yeah. Well, Breck Brew Friday today. Good. Um, no matter where you live, there's a chance that Breck Brew is near you. You can yeah. go to uh, the Breck Brew locator on breckbrew.com. Um, type in your location, and it'll tell you the nearest Breck Brews to you. Uh, my favorite's the Strawberry Sky. Uh, Broncos Country Pale Ale. Oh, of yeah. course, uh, that one's only available in Colorado. But you can find a Avalanche Amber all over the country. Uh, you can find Breck Lager all over the country. Oh, Vanilla Porter, as it gets a little colder. Maybe, you know, you're living up north. Christmas ale already showing up some places. Christmas Ooh. ale is showing up. Um, so check out our friends over at Breck Brew. Use the Breck Brew locator uh, to find the nearest Breck Brews to you. And, and for those of you who haven't been with us, Breck Brew has literally been riding with DNVR since before we were even called DNVR. Yep, that's right. Um, so they are true OGs true that have supported OG. us forever. Uh, and so if you're at the, the old liquor store tonight, searching through the, the cabinets or whatever you call the shelves yeah, uh, to pick out what beer, think, uh, think of uh, Breck Brew. Tell them. All right, Alyssa, let's pull up the comments, let's see what up. the people have to say today. Also, hit us with a like. We're super low on likes this week. Come on, guys. Zach Stevens says, RK, where'd you get that hat? That's gas. Uh, I got this at the team store in the stadium or it's not technically in the stadium is attached to the stadium nice yeah it's a 47 brand hat so you might find it, it also has um well. like a cooling technology Ooh, in it Ooh, that's nice that's bro nice. i actually i've talked about how much i like this hat so much uh -huh. that ali keeps trying to encourage me to buy another one just to have as a backup yeah or like when yeah. this one gets like sun stained or be a good call uh, be a good call man like when I go on the golf course, it literally keeps me cool. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. It's great stuff. All right. Uh, from EEBK <laughs> and a bunch of other letters. Uh, I had to block all these coach from clickbait channels and Stephen A uh, for spreading that lie. Almost <laughs> like he could have asked coach for he said that personally. What did he say? I, I don't know. We stay out on the haters. I, I don't even think Stephen A is a hater. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Stephen A got defended earlier this week because Jake said that said he said something that he didn't say. Oh, wow. Uh, but I don't. I So I don't know what. So maybe there's some Stephen A miscomprehension going around. I will say there is a lot of clickbait out there yeah. when it comes to this team. Yeah, sadly. Um, OK, next one from Andrew. Just a super chat for dollar ninety nine. Thank Legend. you, Andrew. And then finally, um, see you over UCLA and Arizona with love from Nashville, Tennessee. I love me some Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, you do. It's actually one of your things is Nashville. You're a Nashville guy. Well, I've only been once, but I do love it. It's a Nashville guy. I'm I ate Orleans hot chicken guy, for yep. almost every meal the entire time I was there with one break for barbecue nachos. Every man should have a go-to city in the South. I don't know if my, I mean, yeah, right. we've had some times in Mobile. Bro. We've had some times in New Orleans. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Those are my two top two choices, no doubt about that. We had some Whataburger in Mississippi uh -huh, uh -huh. on the way driving through. Yeah, less epic for sure. Um, But yeah, Nashville hot chicken. Nothing uh, like that's it. That's the huh? stuff. Nothing like it. That is the stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, Stephen A was saying that Shador was posting at halftime. So he was one of the many people saying that. Terrible. 
Really terrible. I mean, how stupid, man. We gotta just think a little harder before we say stuff like that. Yeah, I gotta wake up and make it make sense a little and, bit more. And maybe I'm in the minority here. I have no issue with someone else posting on Shador's channel during the game. Why would you? I guess some you could make the argument it's just a bad look that there's something coming out from his personal account during a game. Only if you don't get it. Yeah. It's like an advertising mechanism, guys. Just And I someone said like this is the NIL era. It to like totally true. Yeah. Capitalize on your brand and there's no time where your brand is hotter than before, during and after games. Yeah, yeah. 100%. No, you have to. And he threw what sure. four touchdowns in the first half? Like Yeah, no. There's no way you can be upset about. Now, that. let me tell you this. They're probably going to be instructed not to do that anymore because of the the stir that it caused. This kind of stuff, so, you know. Okay. I want to talk ball. All right. Uh, anything else in the comments, Alyssa? No, they've got a big tarot reading show for Nuggets. Tune in. Oh, okay. So that that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. We got <laughs> our get Nuggets out of show here. does yeah. a yearly tarot card reading with one of their listeners who is into that, and it has been remarkably accurate over the years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Basically the predicted, predicted the championship yes. last year. Last year that yeah. might have been when I got my Nuggets championship ticket at, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Within a day or two after, I was like, okay, we got to get a ticket. It's happening for sure. Um, Erica chimes in here quick. RK turns around. Oh, favorite moment, I think. RK turns around to TCU and says, we're back, baby. Good stuff. That's a great video. We were and we are. Great video. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, Eric, Andre and RK, how long before Colorado has a top 10 recruiting class? Do you think lack of NIL support is holding Colorado back from getting elite recruits? I think it's twofold. Yes, I do believe that a lack of NIL is hurting Colorado in this mm -hmm. in this world, which is why I encourage everyone to um, contribute Donate. to the 5430 Foundation when you can. Um, but also, I don't think that Colorado is targeting as many uh, freshmen as some other schools are. And so that's going to keep them from getting uh, into the top 10 this point. year. Good point. But they're going to have the number one transfer class in the country again next year which will go an even longer way um but i think that's all we got for love today. that love that have a all great right. weekend guys appreciate you guys so much for tuning in all okay. week next week next time you hear from us it'll be a game week feels like uh, as shador tweeted today a weekend without cu buffs football feels boring it yeah. does but we'll be back next week and uh can't wait to see you then let's go buffs <laughs>